Hey, listen guys, uh, I don't have a lot of time to talk this week. These crazy cats are chasing me, which normally would be cool since I'm a cat person, but uh, these things look pretty scary. Uh, I was just uh, eating some chicken when they snuck up on me, and uh, uh, oh boy, I'm uh, really out of breath. Uh, oh, I think I'm gonna throw up. Uh, shoot, they're almost here. Look, I'll talk to you all next week. This has got to recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. Episode 22. Nick Montagani. I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, is it weird that even after 22 episodes, I still expect you to say Samurai Jack during that intro? Uh, one of these times it will happen, although I've really, I don't know, I'm getting into a groove with it. <laughs> uh, I have to like psych myself up every time before I start doing that to like get into the spirit of opening up the podcast yeah yeah I, um, know, I know we've mentioned it before but it's it's still I, I cannot hear you like launch into that without expecting it it'll happen just give it time we've got many more episodes of this show to go but you know certainly you and me are free from flubs when we record yeah these episodes we are perfect and never do anything or say anything wrong usually impeccable um did you know that this episode we're about to recap is the first episode that Aku appears in in season two of <laughs> Samurai Jack? Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I can't open that can of worms. <laughs> Brendan, we just celebrated. So uh, obviously a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the 20th anniversary of Samurai Jack, which still feels weird. Yep. Yeah, the 20th anniversary of Samurai Jack, uh, the 20th anniversary of Double Fine Studios, oh. which we talked a little bit about it last week. Not the 20th anniversary, but Double Fine itself. Uh, I didn't realize that. Um, just as a brief aside, I started and finished Psychonauts 2 in the time since we recorded our last episode. It's a good time. Uh, great, great game. We'll maybe talk about that in more detail later, but uh, it was really good. I had a very good time. Yeah, bonus, bonus episode or... And our first episode of our <laughs> gaming podcast. Ooh, what a tease. Ooh, yeah. I'm down. If people are down, let us know. Um, but anyway, no, we have another 20th anniversary, which is, is crazy. It's, the year is full of them. Uh, Samurai Jack related, too. Uh, this year marks the 20th anniversary of Adult Swim. Yay! Which is... Also crazy to me. I didn't realize it had been that long. But yeah, Adult Swim, the late night. I mean, obviously, everyone knows <laughs> listening to this podcast yeah. what Adult Swim is. But yeah, like the late night programming block on Cartoon Network that was, yeah, with shows, much more mature shows than they show during the day mm -hmm. geared towards adults. Uh, yeah, tw 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I can I can think back to it uh, about like about at that time seeing when it would like switch over to Adult Swim. Uh, and right. they had that whole like pool motif. It was like all kids out of the pool. And then it would like show like just stock footage of like fences around pools. Um, and I had assumed that it had always been there. Like at the at the time I first saw it, I was like, this is something that must have always been going on. 
and it never. I think I kind me. of felt a very similar way. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that that was like a new thing. I was like, oh, I'm not usually up this late watching TV. Yeah, and then I all the like shows bad were little boy. like were like Brack and C Lab and and Space Ghost, and it's like all these old style cartoons. Like even for the time, they were like old like a Hanna Barbera style cartoon. So I was like, these must all be really old too. And they must be like just making fun of these old shows that actually existed. And it never occurred to me that they were made up for this and brand new. <laughs> it took me, yeah, a really long time to kind of understand what they were going for. Yeah. Like even as I grew up and like other kids were hip to like the adult swim shows and I was like, well, I'm going to bed because I'm a little baby boy yeah. and I'm not allowed to watch these kinds of things. The TV told me um, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. It took a long time. My, my sister got hip to uh, adult swims like far before I did. And like it wasn't until I was probably around like 15, 16 that I kind of looked back on some of those older adult swim shows that I had missed and been like, oh, yeah, most of these are really good and weird. Mm-hmm. Just weird. Yeah, that's one thing about Adult Swim is like you can appreciate that they were not afraid to like push the weirdest content. Oh, yeah. Like any almost any cable TV network is like pushing even still to this day. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you had to look back across all of it, uh, I was going to say just at the time, but I don't remember exactly what was on at the time. So all of it, what would you say like your favorite show to come out of Adult Swim was? It's really hard to say. Um even at that time, like the original lineup had things that endured for many years, mm-hmm. especially obviously Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like right, yep. was just such a huge force in like this kind of offbeat animated comedy scene of like that whole time period and lasted for years and years. And I remember my dad had to take us to the movie theater to see the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie (laughs) film for theaters, which like I felt so bad for making him do. (laughs) Um, I think I ended up seeing that on demand later on. uh, It's a weird film. Uh, R.I.P. Neil Pert. Um, Yeah, Aqua Teen is definitely Aqua Teen is definitely up there for me. Um, Definitely Harvey Birdman, like, is oh, yeah. one of the, another, I think, one of the original lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a weird show with, like, really odd characters, but, like, the jokes are, like, very well-structured. Yeah. And- Harvey Birdman was cool, I think, because of the way it pulled in, like, the other Hanna-Barbera characters, like, oh, the, the mystery gang is on trial for smoking weed in the van. and it like cuts it cuts up clips from the old episodes to make it kind of look like that's what was going on it's so crazy to me that they were even allowed to like get away with that oh yeah that show like whatever license holders like owned all of that material like letting them yeah put them in these like really you'd never say that on scenarios no no never um yeah really good shows and then even like in modern day uh adult swim um Obviously, you know, you can't talk about Adult Swim without talking about what is maybe like the greatest success of Adult Swim of all time, which is Rick and Morty. Right. Yeah. Rick and Morty. Uh, And that actually had a new episode. Well, two new episodes this weekend to wrap out the fifth season. I think it is now. I have no idea. That sounds right. It's been on air for like eight years, but I think this is the end of the fifth season. Uh, And the the finale episode uh, was titled Rick Murray Jack. Uh, and I actually figured that out a few weeks before it aired because it ended up getting delayed. But that information had come out 
Uh, but anyway, so I watched it to see, like, is this going to be related to Samurai Jack in any way? Uh, and it's mostly not. Um, but there are right. some things early on in the episode that do kind of feel like they were, like, poking at that a little bit. Um, the setup for the the intro is, like, Rick is now, like, this anime protagonist, like, the super angsty guy with, like, a big, like, really thick katana and he's got two crows that he hangs out with. And there are some scenes where he like walks into a bar and a, a pretty familiar looking lion character gets up with like a double bladed like, I don't know what you would even call it, but some weapon and they fight in the bar. And like that was the most Samurai Jack the episode seemed to get. And then okay. from there, it kind of just rolled back into a regular episode of Rick and Morty. So I, I thought that was a, a little bit of a letdown based on just the title <laughs> of the episode. But, you know, they do that all the time. And you, I guess I shouldn't really expect it to be. Uh, a huge theme yeah i i kind of after you told me that that was the title of that episode i like looked back through because i have not watched rick and morty in a couple seasons um i have an issue and you know (laughs) i'm willing to get somewhat controversial or at least turn off some listeners of this podcast i don't think it's that controversial to say that uh i think Rick and Morty is as funny and good and like well written. It's as good as its f- hardcore fans are bad. Yeah. No, I would give it that. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz some of them are fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh no, you definitely uh, get that. Um I-, I like the show, but I I do know what you're saying. Uh it's 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 really a great like well written very funny show, but yeah, I I am conflicted with it and like I don't know. So I I have not really been keeping up with it uh, mm-hmm. over the last couple seasons. But uh, I did check back through like some of the more recent episodes of the show, like over the last couple seasons. Yeah. And they're all kind of plays on like TV show titles, movie titles. Yeah. Like they're all it's, kind of, it's doing kind of that. been like that the entire time. Like you've got the Rick Jury okay. candidate, um, right. All kinds of stuff. Just, they just slap Rick or Morty into the title of a movie. And that's the episode title. I would like to see someone, yeah, take maybe a more uh, substantial parody on the Samurai Jack formula mm-hmm. and see what they could do with it. I think that would be funny. And Rick and Morty, I think, would be a very funny show for them to do that with. Um, but the, the the opportunity has passed. You know, they named the episode and it sounds like they didn't really lean into it. No, so. they didn't really. It was a little, like I said, the first, the intro like act was right. was that right. kind of stuff. But even then, it was definitely leaning more into the edgy anime protagonist than it was into anything like Samurai Jack related. That still sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, Adult Swim, 20 years. Uh, it's very crazy to me. I think we can all agree that the greatest Adult Swim show in history is China, Illinois. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to You don't have to say anything. And I also didn't 100% mean that, but I did like that show. I like um, moral oral. Uh, I feel weird about moral, but I guess you're supposed to feel weird yeah. about moral oral. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, so obviously, uh, Samurai Jack, uh, the fifth season of the show, yep. the fifth and final season was a adult swim show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a long way to go before we uh, get to that fifth and final season, though. Uh, we got to finish up season two here, uh, yeah, starting yeah. with episode 22 uh you want to you want to knock that one out right now with a recap yeah let's do it episode 22 of samurai jack titled jack 
versus, and we haven't had a versus in a while. We've had oh. a lot of Jack and. I was expecting a Jack and the Hunters. It's actually Jack versus the five Hunters, which <laughs> right off the bat, there's only four Hunters. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually notice. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't know unless you knew what the title of the episode <laughs> yeah. was, but knowing that I very clearly counted four hunters, so I'm not really <laughs> sure what they were up to. Is Aku the fifth hunter? <laughs> Possibly. Or that little dancing guy with the mask. Ah, That's true, too. It could have been him, although he didn't make the trip to Earth. No. Uh, I don't know. We're getting too far ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack versus the five hunters, September 13th, 2002. Start of the episode, we're in space. Jack in space, part two. He's just still floating around with like bug corpses all around him. (laughs) Uh, I wish. Uh, Now we're looking at Earth and yeah, the continents like look weird, like not shaped like the continents that we know on Earth today. Yeah. Which like. We know that it's only been 3,000 years that Jack's been flung into the future, so it's not like continental drift like changed the shape of the world. So maybe something else is at play. Yeah, here. to this heavy extent. Could be massive flooding. That's how we got uh, the, the, what the fuck are they called? The, the fish people. This the, is true. The Tritons? Yeah, I don't. Uh, the, uh, oh, shoot. What, what kind of those, Samurai Jack experts What were those cats' we? names? Uh, they were the uh, Triceraquins. That's it. That's the one. I did that without looking it up. Nice. We've watched too many episodes of this show. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like 40 left to go, so let's soldier on. Uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're like focused out in space looking down at Earth uh, when this giant beam of light blasts off of the surface of the Earth and starts sailing through space at like a very fast speed um it's like floating past like a bunch of planets and through an asteroid field there's like a weird worm thing that pops out of an asteroid which is kind of fun yeah it's cute it yeah it keeps this this beam of light keeps flying through space and it approaches this big orangey brown kind of planet that's got two moons floating around it Mm -hmm. and we quickly cut to the surface of this planet And uh, there's this very tall grass on the ground uh, underneath this yellow sky. And in the grass, we see these very tall green aliens uh, that have many thin legs that form like a big, narrow body. uh, And uh, it's like just like a big head on top of these very long, skinny legs uh, with these four eye stalks poking out of the top of this head. Mm-hmm. These weird little alien creatures. Yeah. And they they have the pinkest, squintiest eyes you've ever seen. These things are stoned as shit. They're just munching on that grass. Hey, man, those things love the grass. <laughs> they're just chilling out. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, like, grazing on the grass. And they're making, like, cow noises they're very clearly like lower life forms Mm -hmm. on whatever planet this is and as these these green aliens are eating the grass uh, we can see a clawed hand uh very gently touch the tall grass and uh 
one of the green aliens like turns an eye stock very lazily to look in the direction of this hand that got placed down. Uh, but then like it turns back and keeps eating and like pays no attention to it. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to the grass and a series of creatures very quietly like pop their heads up from the grass. We get a look at their heads and they're these weird. They look like like jungle cats, like big cats. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of uh, would describe them as like lion people almost. They have like big manes of hair. Yeah, they're basically lion people. Uh, yeah, with like these big basically like fur helmets, mm-hmm. like blocking their entire face. Uh, pretty intimidating fellows right off the bat. Oh, yeah. They slowly creep through this tall grass uh, towards those green aliens. And one of the the cat, the lion aliens, lifts up a hand and, and places it down very slowly on the grass, making like the tiniest little crunch noise. Which is enough for all the tall green aliens to like immediately spring to attention and like look that way to see what that noise came from. Oh, yeah. These things are on alert. They're real paranoid. But yeah, they look in that direction and and they stare for a minute, uh, but then go back to eating their grass. Uh, And one of the aliens bends all the way down to take a big bite and it comes face to face with one of these these big cat hunter aliens and it lets out like this gigantic shriek that alerts all of the other green aliens. Yeah, this hunter laying on the ground right in front of it. it they're like their noses are almost touching. They're so close. I don't know why this thing didn't just like reach up and grab the thing before it had a chance to like respond to, to noticing him. Doesn't seem like a very good hunter to me. He's clearly never played Metal Gear Solid before. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get him before they alert. And then hide them in a locker with a sexy lady poster inside of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it like alerts all of the other uh, green aliens. And at this point, all these these hunters, they stand up and we can get a good look at them now. Yeah, they're like these 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 bipedal cat men with pants, but no shirts. Mm-hmm. Opposite Donald Duck. Um, they are carrying uh, spears. Some of them are carrying spears with like these big red points on them. Yeah, too. looks like crystal tips or something. Right. Um, and at this point, the green aliens just like run away from them immediately. Like the entire herd runs from them and the uh, cat aliens start running after them, too. And they're keeping pace with them. Like they're clearly very fast. Oh, yeah. We get a very funny <laughs> shot of like this chase sequence overhead mm-hmm. and we're looking down on this herd of green aliens running through the grass and they look like these big square blobs. Yeah. They look almost like plugs. Like if you look at a, like a power cord from the top, like the way that they're like, yeah, you, like you said, they're squares, but they've got like their little eye stocks kind of poking out the front of them while they're running. It's yeah. Very unnatural sequence. They look, <laughs> they look like cartoon germs, like running away from yeah. this cat aliens it's very funny um one of the hunters leaps in the air and lets out like a big lion roar and lands right into the middle of the pack of green aliens uh and they scatter the cats chase down a straggler who is broken from the pack and uh one of them with those two red spears they throw both of the spears right in front of that green alien 
And uh, they land in front of the alien and create like an electric static gate yeah. in front of it. Yep. Which the green alien runs into and like is immediately electrocuted and like stunned. Um, at which point <laughs> one of the hunters pulls out some sort of like blow dart uh, mosquito creature. Yeah. It's like a living blow dart. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's it's like a little like you said, it, it looks like a little mosquito, but it's like clear so you can see the fluid, which they colored red. So it looks like it's like right. full of blood and it just like injects when it hits them. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it, it like blows it into this alien, which has already been electrocuted and like totally immobilized. So like at this point, like <laughs> the blow dart creature was maybe a little unnecessary. Oh, yeah. You know, they just want to be sure. That's true. You got to it's double tap is what they call that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. The, the green alien is like very woozy after this and is like wobbling, almost falling down. And they, they tie it up with a big rope. And then, yeah, it just falls over completely limp. And like, that's the end of the hunt. As they're like standing over this alien, uh, that beam of light that we saw shooting through space crashes down onto the surface of this planet and immediately Aku appears and is towering over all of them. Oh yeah. Uh, but he, he lands directly where that creature was like, they're like circled around it. And the way that they like took it down and tied it up and then like sedated it, it didn't seem like they were trying to kill it. It seemed almost like they were just trying to like capture it. And Aku right. just comes down and throws all that away. Just vaporizes <laughs> this thing. There's like a big burned, like, scorch mark all around where he landed <laughs> now now he's got yeah that's of no concern to him he doesn't even realize yeah he doesn't like lift up his aku foot and be like oops sorry no there is no acknowledgement of what happened <laughs> <laughs> uh a wasted hunt i would call that um but yeah aku has appeared that that beam of light was aku traveling to this planet uh he greets these these cat alien hunters uh, which he immediately recognizes as the Imakandi. And he says that he wants to offer them what he calls the greatest hunt. Uh, and as he's telling this, there's like a little fire that appears in front of him and opens up and we can see Samurai Jack like in this fire. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's, he's kind of describing Jack to them. And saying, like, oh, nobody's been able to catch him. And, like, he's my greatest foe on this planet called Earth that I'm the master of. He kind of tries to paint Jack like a bad guy in this scene, too. Like, he's running around destroying everything I've worked so hard to create. Right. Like, that, they would that have bastard. no idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He's setting Jack up to be the villain, which is, like, kind of at this point, like, that's Aku's only play is to, like, set Jack up as the bad guy. Because, mm. like, everyone on Earth... Like, pretty much at this point, everyone on Earth knows, like, yeah, Jack is trying to stop you. You're clearly the bad guy. And Aku's like, no, no, you got to believe me. <laughs> Come on, like, man. Even little children whose, like, minds are not fully developed, like, totally don't buy into what Aku is selling. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully these aliens, like, maybe this is, <laughs> maybe this will work out for him. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Yeah, he's, uh, he, he calls the Imakandi uh, the greatest hunters in the universe. And wants them to hunt Jack down and he offers them a bounty of treasure and like materializes a giant pile of like treasure in front of them, like gold coins and statues and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and also tells them that if they are able to capture Jack, uh, he will make it like rain precious jewels on their planet. Yeah. <laughs> Making them super rich, he says. But like if it's raining those jewels on the planet, everybody on the planet's going to get some and then nobody That's will true. be rich. Yeah. Those green aliens, they can just buy some bodyguards to stay away from these <laughs> Imakandi. Um, and uh, the one of the Imakandi hunters responds to him. And uh, this really cool music kicks in as like he starts to speak back to Aku. These Imakandi are pretty cool characters. Oh, yeah. Our race has existed for countless eons. The hunt is our way of life. It runs through our veins. It makes us rich, rich beyond material wealth. We accept your challenge, but we need not your treasure. Our reward is the thrill of the hunt, for we are Imakande. Pretty cool guys. Pretty chill dudes. Uh, Aku is like super stoked by that answer. He just laughs like because he's like, oh, damn, like they're going to do the work for me and I don't even have to give them any kind of reward, uh, even though like there's a zero percent chance that any of those things he was promising to them already, <laughs> like none of those were going to happen oh, yeah. in the first no, place. No, not at all. We've seen how he uh, handles business transactions. Any person who's ever been promised anything from Aku has later admitted that, like, oh, I shouldn't have believed his treachery. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, damn well you shouldn't have. Right. Uh, but yeah, these Imakandi already, they shut that shit down right from the start. They're like, nope, we're going to do it for free. Um, and Aku, yeah, he, he wishes them a good hunt and then just blasts right off from the planet back <laughs> yeah, to Earth. It's right back home. See you guys later. Um, later that night on this planet, uh, the Imakandri are sitting around like a bonfire under a blood red moon. And a little like shaman character in like a tribal mask mm -hmm. is doing like a ceremonial dance for them. Yeah, he's basically just a mask with arms and legs sticking out of it. <laughs> it's a funny little dude, like not yet, yeah, not shaped like the Imakandri at all. Um doing like this little dance to like this drum, this pounding drum music that's playing in the background. Um, and four of these Imakandis are sitting there uh, meditating. Uh, so again, very clearly four, even though the episode <laughs> title says five. I wonder what happened there. I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps there were five hunters in the opening scene. I didn't really count that, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was the same ones. I thought so too. I don't yeah. know. Huge, huge mistake. Uh, and they'll never get a chance to correct it. No, nope. you know, that's printed on the, the DVDs and it's already shipped. Yep. And we're talking about it now. We're immortalizing it further. You fucked up, guys. We're we're taking you to task and you deserve it. Calling you out. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, these these. Imakandi hunter, hunters are sitting around this fire and meditating and their eyes start to glow blue uh, and then they float up into the air and like group together like <laughs> yeah. back to back in the air like in like above the fire that they had going yeah it's like this very weird ritual that they're performing which you wonder like how often they do this um but that fire also turns blue and like completely engulfs them in flame. And then they blast off into space, like towards earth. Yep. 
Which is kind of fun because, like, on their journey, we see them fly past, like, these same exact planets and, like, the asteroid field with the weird, like, worm creatures. Like, they literally take the exact same path that Aku took, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like seeing the little worm guy again. That was nice. Maybe we'll get a chance in another future episode. I don't know. Just to see what he's up to. Yeah, just check in on him. Just a whole, like, bottle episode with just him on his little asteroid. Hey, hey, you know, we already said they've got 40 more episodes, <laughs> roughly, to fill of this TV show. So anything is possible. Uh, yeah, they, they they are flying through space and they, they approach Earth and uh, they land in that same sort of futuristic city that we've now seen a few times mm-hmm. at this point in this TV show. Yeah, uh, we get a good like uh, establishing shot where we're panning over the city. And in one of the buildings in the background, there's one of those effigies of uh, Aku, like that they that they were putting up in the first episodes. But like it's <laughs> it's so far in the background that they were like, let's just make it lower detail, not expecting people to be watching it now on like 80 inch TVs. <laughs> and it's the goofiest looking thing I've ever seen in the show. It's like the horns are all like in the wrong spots and like it's got this dumb little face on it. <laughs> it's wicked funny. It's like the best Aku statue that I could have possibly drawn. <laughs> yeah. It's like Aku's nephew drew it for him. And he's like, I guess I, I got to hang it up now. Thank you very much. I'll <laughs> stick it in the background of a single frame. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, they they crash into the city and uh, land uh, sort of at the ground level in the middle of like a bunch of aliens living in this city just like going about their day to day uh and they all look at the imikondi with like these very concerned faces like a lot of weird shit happens on this planet it's gonna be hard you know <laughs> being a just a citizen of earth in these trying times <laughs> they just check it like trying to figure out if it's something they should be worried about uh, they're not really sure what to make of it um but the imikondi yeah they're standing uh kind of surveying the scene and uh one kneels down and like sniffs the ground and looks up and sees a trail of sandal shaped footprints like (laughs) walking away from them. Yep. So that's a pretty telltale sign that they've got the right guy in their tracks. Uh, They take off running, like following this, this trail through the city and uh, from here. Yeah. They kind of run through a few alleys. And then finally we see that Jack is sitting alone uh, by a small fire in like this alcove, like this little tunnel near like a yucky sewer river somewhere yeah, in the like city. Yeah, it's a storm drain outlet. It looks like something of that yeah. sort. Something like that. Just kind of sitting there alone by a fire, like eating a chicken as he does. I don't know where he keeps finding these chickens that he roasts like a single chicken over a spit, like on bonfires. <laughs> in the middle of he the city. He does it all the time. It's not even like he could have hunted it or something. <laughs> yeah. No explanation. Maybe he swiped it from a vendor, although he's more honorable than that. Yeah, so but how does he get money? So. There's so many questions. Um, but he's yeah, he's sitting here and they kind of spot him from like the other side of this this sewer river. And uh, he's like going to take a bite of the chicken and uh, the Imakandi like slowly approach him from all sides and he doesn't really see them at first. They're like poking out of the shadows. They're real sneaky. Yeah, they're very sneaky. They creep right up on him, but uh, he immediately like springs to attention as he realizes what's going on. And he like looks up and they have yeah now like completely cornered him, like surrounded him from all sides. Mm -hmm. 
he immediately reaches for his sword, uh, but gets stuck with one of those blow dart mosquitoes. And then one of them like electrocutes him with those spears too. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and then, uh, the other one ties him up with the rope and he falls over. So like this hunt is over immediately. Yeah. He goes down real quick. <laughs> yeah. And like <laughs> even the, Imakandi are pissed about like how quickly this hunt has ended. They call, they literally call this whole thing a waste of time, they say. Mm -hmm. And one of them says, well, all right, let us inform Aku so he can have his prize. And just at the mention of Aku's name, Jack is like, oh shit, Aku, and like completely bursts free from these ropes. Yeah, like he was like, oh, I might as well just let him take me. And then they mention Aku and he's like, wait, no, never mind. (laughs) Mm, I'm not so sure about that. Like, what was, what the hell was that about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, as soon as Aku is involved, like, shit got very real for him. Um, bursts right out of those ropes and says to them, like, no, you won't take me out to, to Aku. He actually says you they won't take him to Aku like some animal. Yeah, it's pretty speciesist, Jack. I know. Um, protector of humans and aliens, but when it comes to, like, <laughs> pigs or dogs or alligators yeah or chickens or chickens yeah well hey he's got a vendetta against these chickens (laughs) i don't know where he keeps finding them but he's the lead cause of chicken death on earth in the year 30 something (laughs) he's the only one still eating like actual meat right um he uh yeah he he bursts out of these ropes and like is ready to fight them and he swipes his sword at one of them but it manages uh to block his sword with its own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems like very surprised at like how capable these Imakandi hunters are. Yeah. Yeah. He should just channel his uh, ancestors like he did against the killer robots and then he'd be fine. That worked great. I don't know if he's got the time to kind of put in the prayer that he did last time. Um, I don't know if it's that simple. He could do it every episode and then yeah, he'd be done. He should recording this podcast. I'm a little disappointed that he keeps getting these new powers and then forgetting about them in the next episode. Where's my continuity? God damn it. He doesn't. He hasn't jumped good in like six episodes. Hey, you know, <laughs> you come up with a good idea. It's kind of like you and me talked about with Psychonauts where like they introduced the mental connection feature where like you're connecting people's independent thoughts, Mm -hmm. which is like a super cool idea for one level of that game. And then they abandon it for the entirety of the rest of the game. They don't even bring it back in the final boss. Like why? Why even do that? (laughs) I know that was such a letdown because I was like, oh, you know what? This is a really cool feature. Yeah. Uh, And then it was gone. Um. Yeah, Jack Jack runs away from the scene. He runs into uh, this sewer tunnel down into the darkness and like they throw some spears at him and like fire more blow darts. But he's like long gone. Uh, And one of the Imikondi hunters like pops his head up and has this big smile on his face. And like now they are super stoked for the rest of the hunt. And uh, he says to the other hunters, he says, we hunt my brothers. (laughs) He's super stoked, yeah. Now the episode can get going proper. Now we're going to get into the real shit. Uh, But not before we cut to commercial. Nerf guns, Polly Pocket, Lunchables, other such. Man, you just took me back. Other such things. (laughs) I just took a ride through my childhood. (laughs) I have, uh, I don't know. I've been eyeing the Lunchables in uh, 
grocery stores lately. I made a grocery trip this morning and like saw the Lunchables and thought like, would it be worth it? Like, would I get anything out of this? No, probably not. Especially because most of the time, all you can find now is the cracker stacker ones. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah you, they didn't have like the pizza. Yeah, they don't have the pizza like or the, the, like the nuggets or anything really much anymore. I'm sure they still do, but I never see them. I don't think they have soda anymore. Remember, they used to have like off-brand cola. Yep. Yep. Uh, do, do they even have drinks anymore? I think they even got rid of like the Capri Sun. I could. Be oh, wrong I don't know. I feel like I've seen both. Yeah, I feel like I've seen both where it's like just like the Cracker Packs and then mm. also like the original like comes with a drink. But I think it's, yeah, some kind of healthier yeah. alternative, which it should be. Like, you oh, should, makes sense. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you shouldn't be like putting like a cola in your kids everyday lunch. Yeah. I don't know. The uh, early 2000s were a wild time. Oh, yeah. They had yogurt in a tube. You'd squeeze it right out. Sometimes you'd freeze it oh and then my eat God. it. If you were, yeah, if you were feeling really wild. Oh, my God. We were crazy back then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, after all those wonderful commercials play, uh, it cuts back to the episode. Uh, and Jack is yeah running through like a series of sewer tunnels as these uh, Imakandi hunters uh, give chase to him. Like they're keeping pace with him pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun, like all these good intercut shots of like Jack turning down tunnels and the Imakandi just like following very persistently. Um, there's also really good like minimal sound design. There's not like intense chase music in this particular scene. It's just like Jack's sandals clacking against the stone tunnels and like the Imakandi like shuffling with their little furry paws like after him. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, yeah, they, they keep running through these tunnels and uh, Jack... <laughs> this is like the weirdest part of the episode to me. Jack climbs up a ladder in the tunnel, like kind of out of the way, like above all of them and watches from the shadows as like they run past his position. Mm-hmm. And from the shadows, he pokes his head out and like looks down and out loud, not even in a whisper, but in like his regular speaking voice, he says, Never before have I encountered hunters of such caliber. <laughs> Never mind five of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just such a it's weird. It's such a weird part to the episode to me because, like, yeah, he says this out loud, like, "Oh, he's so stunned by like how good these hunters are," but like he says it loud enough where they can hear him say that and like immediately find out where he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so fucking stupid of him. He really like, blew why the did whole he thing. do that? <laughs> yeah, the whole point is like he's trying to evade them down like this twisting series of tunnels, and like immediately gives away his position to just be like, "Wow." <laughs> Wow, those guys are really cool. I hope they don't find me up here. <laughs> Which they do. <laughs> um, yeah, they they like spot him and they climb up this this ladder very quickly and keep chasing him like even more closely now. Um, and it's kind of fun. Like, there's lots of differently framed shots of them like running down these these corridors, which is kind of fun. Yeah. They're like trying to make the most out of the scene, which is <laughs> like all of them running down these tunnels that look exactly the same and like don't have a lot of cut color. So like at least they have some fun camera angles. Yeah. Just keep showing the same shot from a different angle. Make it look like a bunch of different ones. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly what they're trying to do. Um, 
Jack reaches this big chamber that's full of like lots of large pipes sticking into it. Mm -hmm. And he randomly climbs into one of these pipes to hide. Uh, The Imakondi enter this chamber after him and they kind of pause for a second and like look around the room. And that cool music kicks in again as one of them like kind of kneels down and like scans the room, looks around, sees what he can find. Um, and it's kind of fun. Like it cuts to Jack, like crawling through the pipe frantically trying to escape them and then cuts back to like the room with the cool music playing with the Imikondi, like smelling some of these pipes, like trying to see if he can pick up on Jack's scent. Yeah. Um, and he, he, reaches one of the pipes and points at that one. Like that's the one that Jack went down. Um, and we can see Jack reach the end of that pipe and he, he reaches like the opening and we can see that like there's this giant waterfall like flowing out of that pipe. That's going over like this huge drop off of like a bunch of other pipes looking over like this big green lake below them. Yeah. Like into a central like outlet kind of thing. He's way right. up the wall. Very high up. Uh, this basically is like the damn scene from the movie The Fugitive, which <laughs> I have not seen, but I'm familiar with that particular scene. I haven't seen it either, <laughs> and I'm not familiar with the scene, but I'll take your word for it. That's all right. Um, yeah, he's looking out like over this this waterfall and he can see like from the pipe that he just emerged from in the ceiling, like there's water dripping af- out of it. Like the Imakandi are very clearly like starting to catch up to him. And then the Imakandi pop out of that pipe. Uh, but Jack is gone. Like he's no longer standing where he just was. Uh, they kind of like look around for him. They're searching for him for a moment. And uh, the camera pans up and we can see that Jack is hiding in the ceiling of this pipe like Spider-Man style. Yeah. I actually expected it to uh, pan the camera up and show him in his like samurai undies up there. Like I knew he'd be on the ceiling. Mm. That that was like a given. But I thought he was going to throw his like robe gi over the edge to like send his scent off of it so that they would think that right. he jumped off or something. Uh, but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been a cooler scene, though. You would do pretty well, I think, uh, running from these hunters. I think you might survive. Oh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. That's <laughs> I right. can't run for as Neither long as Jack's I. already run. Yeah, I'd get a cramp like immediately <laughs> after running through the very first tunnel and be like, you know what, boys, take me away. <laughs> I just ate an entire chicken by myself. I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> you got chicken sweats and you're like, <laughs> it's my 10th chicken today. I can't move anymore. Please free me from this chicken prison of a body that I'm in. Jack just lays down bloated and lets them come for him. <laughs> Uh, that would be us for sure. Um, yeah, he's hiding in the ceiling and, uh, he's sweating like intensely and, uh, a drop of his sweat falls off of his head, uh, and lands right on the shoulder of one of these Imakandi and, uh, like they, they spot him immediately and they, they go to attack Jack, uh, but he leaps out of the tunnel into the water below Mm -hmm. and one of them like grabs a rope and uh, tries to like lasso his leg and does catch his ankle, but he cuts free with uh, his sword, like cuts the rope free and falls into the water below. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that the uh, Imakande was able to differentiate a drop of Jack's sweat landing on him from all of the other nastiness that's dripping in these pipes. 
Because like we've seen there's like stuff dripping from the ceiling in, in some of these rooms. So I just think it's a little funny that he's like, that one was different. It could have been anything. Yeah, <laughs> certainly all of them have been like persistently dripped on through this entire chase sequence. Yeah. But, you know, once you get a nose for jack sweat, you can't. That's true. They do have one go. So I guess that could explain that. That's right. Um, yeah. Jack lands in the water below and uh, like he's safe. He landed safely and looks up back at that opening that he jumped through. And like the Imakani have already jumped like they're already on their way down to meet him in the water. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not scared. No, not at all. Especially yeah, for cat creatures not being afraid of the water. Like these have got to be some tough bastards. <laughs> he uh, Jack swims away from them. And uh, they swim after him. And it does a fun moment where, like, uh, we see underwater that they're doing, like, an adorable little doggy paddle chasing after Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. We got to have some fun with the cat stuff. Um, Jack uh, reaches a ladder on the side of uh, this big pool and climbs out of the water. Uh, they follow after him. Uh, they run through the streets of the city a little more, and Jack reaches an alleyway where these two aliens, it looks like a male and female alien talking to each other in this alleyway, uh, standing next to like some kind of weird futuristic vehicle. Mm. Jack says to the male alien, uh, I must commandeer your chariot, <laughs> which <laughs> the alien protests immediately, but like Jack just jumps on it anyway. And the alien's like, hey, man, you're riding that thing backwards. <laughs> and then it just takes off. <laughs> no movement. Yeah, just immediately like blasts off. And Jack is riding backwards through the city streets on this weird little vehicle. Thing. Oh, yeah. It's very funny. He's going full tilt. He doesn't look like he gives a shit that he's facing the wrong direction. <laughs> it's like, I just got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> This was my plan the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, they keep chasing him. The Imikani keep chasing him. And like, they're so fast that like, they're almost caught up to him. Like, even though they're just running mm -hmm. and like, he's riding this vehicle thing, which calls into question why they didn't catch up to him before when he was on foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe he's just tired from like the swimming and needed a little break. Maybe and the, the bike just goes as fast as he would normally run. That's possible. I, you know, I don't know. We'll let that one slide. Uh, he, yeah, they're, they're like almost caught all the way up to him. And, uh, he, <laughs> he pushes his foot down on like this little pedal that's on this vehicle <laughs> and it immediately stops sending him backwards. And now he's flying forwards in the opposite direction away from them. Yep. Uh, pretty heads up play by Jack keeps flying through these city streets and like enters a tunnel with like all the other flying car traffic in this city. Uh, so like he's got a pretty decent distance and like went through like weird <laughs> passageways that like on foot pedestrians would not be able to go through. Uh, but he turns his head around and like sees that the Imakondi are still somehow like keeping pace with him, like chasing him on foot. Oh, yeah. He can't shake these guys. He like yeah, he like turns his head to look at them, but then turns his head back around just in time to see like a brick wall approaching right in front of him. Mm -hmm. Um, so he jumps off the vehicle just in time as like it explodes on this brick wall right in front of him. That poor guy lost his bike tonight. I know. He was trying to impress that lady alien with his sweet wheels. <laughs> and then some dude in a dress rolls up and steals it. Ain't that just life, my man? <laughs> Typical New York. In this city, anything can happen. <laughs> um, Jack is 
now on foot again, and he's running uh, through the city. He runs towards this very tall building in the distance, uh, and he approaches it, and there, there's these very <laughs> these three large doors in front of him, and a up arrow button on the wall in front of him. Mm-hmm. So, like, immediately we recognize that, like, these are elevator shafts in front of him, but I don't know that Jack has ever seen an elevator to this point. Yeah, I'm not sure. He did handle that motorcycle very well, though, so I imagine he's pretty quick at picking up on technology. Right. It's hard to tell, like, what Jack has or has not seen to this point in his futuristic travels. Mm. Um, But, yeah, uh, he, like, very cautiously pushes that up button and an elevator is like slowly making its way down to him. Um, he turns around and sees that the Imikondi are approaching him. And then he starts like hammering on that up button, um, which is funny. Cause like, that's exactly what I do in my apartment building when I hear the door open and like, I <laughs> like I'm waiting for the elevator and I don't want someone to ride it with me. I'm like, please <laughs> hurry up. I, I hear don't those don't actually this. work. No, no, I'm sure that does nothing. Yeah, the ones that like close the door when you're in the elevator. I'm told they don't work. I believe that because it it takes such a long time. There's such a delay after pushing it mm-hmm. that like, yeah, you, there's really no escape from that particular scenario. The elevator arrives just in time uh, and Jack enters it uh, as the Imakandi like reach for him. But the door is very quickly close. Um, and then like. There's the buttons with all of the floors, which like seems kind of like complex. Like it's not like an elevator yeah. panel like we would be used it's to. It's got a map drawn on it and the elevators go like diagonally and all over the place. It's basically a Wonka Vader. Uh, yeah, it's very Wonka-esque. Um, but like even Jack with no knowledge of how ele- elevators work just like starts randomly pushing all the buttons on this <laughs> panel. But it starts going up. And uh, we can see that it's like a glass elevator and we're looking out at these other elevator shafts next to him and the Imakandi enter one of these other elevators and are like following him as they're going up these floors. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. They're just staring at each other from across the elevators. They're like on the outside of yeah. the building. Uh, like you said, they're the, the glass dome kind. Right. Like, hey, buddy, we'll meet you up there. <laughs> and then it's on, um, which is really funny because like... <laughs> They arrive at a floor at the same exact time and they run back out and stare at each other and then run back into the elevator and like go back up to another floor. And they do that twice. Yeah. <laughs> like that same exact bit happens twice. Yeah, it's a pretty good bit. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same animation. <laughs> like they just repeated. I think like, so. Yeah. And I think it hangs for just as long. Like I think it's exactly the same scene. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, but it's very funny. And they even do it one more time. Like they go back up the elevator again uh, and they run out again at the same time. And and like this time, though, they stare each other down like they don't run back immediately towards the elevator. And uh, yeah, they're they're like having a standoff. Jack staring at these hunters as the elevator doors very slowly start to close. And uh, they all kind of like look back at the doors and then back at each other and then back at the doors and uh, Jack just bolts for the elevator door and makes it through the door just in time, like as the uh, door closes behind him and the Imakandi don't make it back to their elevator in time and like roar in frustration as Jack eludes them yeah, in this scene. He got him good. Yeah, he trolled them pretty bad with the elevator gag. Uh, good for Jack. He reaches the very top of this tower 
And uh, we get some cool shots of like the tops of all of these very tall skyscrapers in this futuristic city. Mm -hmm. They're all like weird and gnarled and Aku ish in like the way that we've gotten used to in like a lot of the architecture in this yeah, weird city. There's a pretty distinct Aku architecture <laughs> that goes into pretty much every building. They've got like spikes on them and like spider legs sticking out of them. Right. Um, yeah, we're kind of looking out over those those buildings and like this very strong wind is howling at the top of this this tower, like a very, very strong wind. And Jack like kind of looks around for a minute and he sees uh, this ladder, like this weird twisty ladder that's like climbing up to the top of the the building that he's on, like towards the top of like an antenna sticking out of the top of the building, which he climbs up this weird twisty ladder and like kind of like positions himself looking down at the elevators, like waiting for those Imikondi to finally reach him. Um, which they do eventually. They reach the top of the the tower and like scan the perimeter looking for Jack and they don't see him right away. But uh, I have a correction to make for uh, our podcast as a whole right here. Uh-oh. Um, I've been referring to Jack's outfit as a gi mm-hmm. the entire time. I don't believe that technically qualifies as a gi. No, I actually I think I said it in the first episode and we kind of stuck with it, but. Ever since it came out of my mouth, I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> but I figured we'd just roll with it. I think we can safely call Jack's outfit a kimono. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And <laughs> perhaps that's what we shall Or do. even just a robe, <laughs> if we're feeling. <laughs> a robe is good. I want to give it a little flair. So let's go with kimono. Yeah. Uh, uh, to clear it up, too, I, I think a gi is what, like, Goku wears. Yes. Uh, more so exactly. than the robe. Yeah. <laughs> I think the distinction comes when, like, there's pant legs. Mm. Like, I think a gi has, like, actual independent pant legs, whereas Jack is, yeah, very clearly wearing, like, a robe uh, or a dress, as some of his Scottish friends would call it. (laughs) Uh, From this point forward, Brendan, uh, I will do my best to not say gi and say kimono. Does that work for you? Works for me. Okay. Uh, This is important to uh, sort of maintain the integrity of our podcast because we want to give you the facts. And the fact the fact of the matter is uh, Jack is not wearing a gi anyway. (laughs) Now that that's settled. Now that that's settled, let us continue. Jack is standing above them and that high wind uh, blows the sleeve of his kimono. Uh, (laughs) I feel good. I don't know. I feel good saying that. (laughs) All I feel is 21 episodes worth of regret (laughs) and guilt and shame. Anyway, they hear that and look up at Jack, like at the top of this tower. Um, They climb up the ladder towards him and Jack leaps off of uh, this structure towards like one of the antenna hanging out, like off the side of this building. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like hanging on to it for dear life with these strong winds blowing around him. Very perilous scene that he's found himself in. And uh, the Imakandi like leap up onto this antenna with him and have him like completely cornered. It's this pretty cool, like intense standoff with him and these these four hunters. Um, Jack's hair is like all loose and wild and like flying around in these high winds that yeah, are blowing up here, which is kind of fun. We get a lot of like close up shots of their feet on these uh, like really thin like antenna that they're standing on. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Um, 
And one of the hunters like starts very slowly approaching Jack uh, and he draws his sword and uh, it leaps at him and attacks him. But he like he dodges it and jumps over it like out of the way towards some of these other hunters that also start swiping at him. And he jumps off of this antenna like onto another one near them. Um, And we get this good kind of scene like there's a few exchanges of this of like them Jack like attacking the hunters and the attackers hunting hunting the hunters <laughs> attacking Jack. Oh goodness! And the attackers hunting attackers hunter hunting. Uh, th- they're like attacking each other, and uh, it's like this cool acrobatic scene of them like leaping from pole to pole at like these very high heights above the city with a high wind blowing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty intense scene. Um, there is a bit. I don't know if I would go so far as to call it an error in the animation, but the pattern on like the different parts of the uh, antenna that they're standing on kind of changes between shots. Like in some shots, we'll have one of the hunters standing on a section that's got like a grid of like yellow. Uh, but then in the next shot, we'll see that same hunter's feet and that grid might be gone or it might be like moved over like from where it was. I don't know if I'd really call it an error like in the animation so much, but it was something. It's all right. If anyone's going to pick nits with the animation, it's going to be you. And I trust your judgment much more <laughs> than mine. Yeah, they're like leaping back and forth. And it's 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 like this fun, very intense scene, like the end of this chase. Like now they've all run out of room. Like this is kind of like the last stand for mm-hmm. all of them. Um, and Jack like flings himself up to this very, very high up pole, like way at the top of this tower. Um, and He's face to face with a single Imakondi hunter that's pointing a bow and arrow directly at him, mm-hmm. like point blank. They're standing like six feet apart from each other and they stare at each other for a while. And then Jack like meditates and does like, I don't even know what you call it. He does like a hand routine like. Oh, he does his ninjutsus. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Does like a little routine, like to prepare himself for whatever comes next. Um, it's very cool. And uh, the Imakondi like grows tired of that and fires the arrow at Jack and time slows to a crawl. And Jack very deftly snatches that arrow like straight out of the air, like right before yeah. it hits him right in the face. It's a super cool shot, too. We get the arrow flying and then we get this. This like scene from behind Jack where his hair is obscuring most of the screen. Uh, and yeah. then there's like a part in the hair and it kind of splits apart. And in the split, we see the arrow flying towards him right before he catches it. It's a very nice shot. I liked it a lot. Yeah, big time. It's really cool animation during this entire scene. Um, I don't know. The stakes are high. Like this chase has been a long one. And, yeah. you know, we're getting some good payoff. I'm into it. Um Jack snatches that arrow right out of the air and uh, is like pretty pleased that he did that. But the Imakondi is even more pleased as it turns out that the arrow like turns into a snake. Mm -hmm. And it did have if you looked closely at the arrow while it was flying, it did always have a little angry face on it. Right. So it was kind of hinted that there might have been something. But at the time, it's just like, ah, that just looks like some decoration on it. Something going on. Yeah. Which you don't know until it like, yeah. 
morphs into like an actual snake and bites Jack like right on the hand. Mm -hmm. And Jack is like stunned for a moment. But then like there must have been some kind of poison in this and he faints and like the entire world starts to like spin around him and he falls off of this tall antenna like way high up above the city. Um, And as he's falling through the air, like one of the Imikondi ties a rope off to its ankle and jumps after him to try to catch him. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're falling for a while and like it manages to grab Jack and like stop him before he falls all the way to his death, which is good. Respectful hunters. Yeah. Uh, and they were set up, though, the one with the rope and the other ones behind it, like spotting it or belaying it even. Uh, right. They were set up like this. They knew this was where this was going. They had this right. all planned out. <laughs> this arrow trick works 100 percent of the time. Yeah. So they were. Yeah, they were ready for the fall. Um, they carried Jack's unconscious body. Uh, sort of back down to a safe space on the top of this tower. And uh, they're standing around it and Aku appears uh, in front of them, like towering above them. Like he's as tall as the skyscrapers in this scene. Mm -hmm. Like his entire body is like, it's implied that like reaches all the way down to the floor of the city and is like towering over the skyscraper, which is not unseen from like what we've, we've, scene of Aku, you know, he's a shapeshifter. He can be very big. He can be yeah. very small. He can wildly shift his dimensions like the dragon in the last episode. He's a very powerful fellow. Um, but yeah, he's like standing above them and uh, he's like so excited that they caught Jack. He's like, nice job. He congratulates them, like explains, you know, a- again, explains to them how many people have tried to catch Jack in the past. Like, <laughs> Maybe not giving them the full info of like, yeah, because I specifically need Jack out of the scene so I can continue tormenting this world. And like I'm hiring all these inept hunters to do the job. And like you're the only (laughs) ones who are not totally inept. Yeah, there's more to the story than than they'll ever know. Yeah, they don't need to know, Um, though. They were here to do a job. Yeah. And the job is done. Uh, Aku is very thankful that they've done this for them. Uh, They've done this for him. Uh, and the uh, Imikandi says that Jack truly was uh, like the greatest hunt that they've ever had. And uh, the way that uh, he's talking about Jack, like clearly all of these hunters are like extremely respectful of Jack for like the great individual warrior that he is. Mm-hmm. But Aku doesn't want to hear that conversation and is quickly fed up with like this high praise for Jack. He's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. yeah, he's very cool. We all know that. Let's go. Yes, yes. Now, please hand him to me. No. What? I cannot. A prey that has provided such an intense and noble hunt has earned its right to run free. It is the way of the Imakande. Insolent fool! I will take what is mine! No, you will not. And Aku reaches for Jack... But the Imakandi hunters surround him. They surround Jack in like this blue fiery light that we saw at the beginning of the episode. And then they instantly like disappear into thin air. And Aku (laughs) just screams, no. (laughs) Yeah, they just use their instant transmission to get out of there. Yeah. Aku will not have this prize. Uh, He didn't earn it. You know, he didn't participate in the hunt. So, you know, it's not his trophy. Yeah. And he didn't pay them. Maybe that was their plan the whole time. They're like, well, we can't take payment because we might let him go. They had it planned all along. Uh, From here, we cut to Jack uh, sort of passed out, laying 
in the same exact kind of like storm tunnel that we'd seen him in at like the very first scene that we'd seen him in in this episode, just kind of laying on the ground and like a little animal crawls on him and wakes him up. It's a little monkey looking thing. Super adorable. This cute little creature. Yeah. Like wakes up Jack and he's like instantly startled and looks around like trying to see if those hunters (laughs) are still there. And there's, there's no one around him except for this little cute little alien thingy. Um, But there's a small little blue flame on like a little pedestal sitting in front of him. Um, This little blue fire like flickering. uh, And in that fire, uh, one of the Imakandi hunters faces appears in the fire. (laughs) It's kind of jarring. (laughs) It's really weird. Yeah, it's yeah. Like this little crystal ball that Jack is now (laughs) looking into speaking to the Imakandi. yeah, it's it's very funny. It like says to Jack, like, hey, uh, you gave us a very great hunt and you have earned your freedom. I think he literally says back to Jack, like the exact same thing that yeah. uh, he had said to Aku in the scene just before. Yeah, he just gives him the rundown. Like, here's what's going on. <laughs> you, you did great, kid. Now be on your way. <laughs> and Jack, like gets a very stern look on his face. He furrows his brow again, like as he does. And it's clear that like, I think he also like respects these hunters, like just as much as they respect him for his skill, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Uh, but he uh, like fixes up his wild hair, like puts it back into a neat ponytail and kind of stands up and it pulls out from the scene. And we can hear the voice of the Imakandi hunter once more say, Run free, Samurai Jack. <laughs> yeah. Run free. It's really weird. It's like it it kind of feels like the end of like a a movie about like an actual animal. Where right. they're like, ah, oh, this majestic creature deserves to run free through these lands. <laughs> like To them, you know, Jack is a wild animal, you know, yeah. he's not of their species. Um, but also they know that he's referred to as Samurai Jack. So like they must have picked up that info somewhere along the line in this chase through the city. Aku D- didn't say it early on when he was telling them about it. I don't think so. Mm. He, he may have. You're probably right. I don't know. Either way. Everybody just knows. That's <laughs> just like it's you look at somebody and sometimes you can just be like, oh, yeah, that, that guy looks like a mark to me. He looks like Samurai Jack. I don't know. Anytime someone refers to Jack as Samurai Jack on the show, like, I don't know, it always feels a little weird to me, <laughs> especially yeah, these people that don't even know him. Uh, but yeah, they they tell Jack to run free. He's earned his freedom. And uh, that is the end of the episode. So uh, a pretty intense episode that we just walked through. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, a bit of a nail biter at times. It was fun. It reminded me of uh, Predator. And I kind of feel like that might have been what they were going for. Possibly. And I want to say I haven't seen all the Predator movies, but I want to say there's one that ends with the Predators recognizing one of the people they were hunting as Mm -hmm. like a skilled like uh, warrior and doing this similar kind of thing where they're like, yeah, you can go then. Like, uh, (laughs) right. I think he kills one of the Predators and all the other Predators like give him the one he killed's helmet and are like, be okay, go on. Like, interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is like. A very typical kind of chase episode of, yeah, like these very capable hunters trying to track down like the world's most dangerous prey, yeah. which is Samurai Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, this episode's good. It's I mean, it's really it is really intense. Like the whole the whole episode is a giant chase scene. Um, 
which is good. Like, we don't get that. We get that in bits and pieces on this show, but, mm. like, the entire episode was that. And I feel like the Imakandi themselves are, like, definitely some of the most imposing uh, villains that Jack has run into in the entire series up to this point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they did get the best of him. Yeah, if they weren't um, so chill, it would be over for him. Like, that would have been it. Yeah, this is true. They they did get the upper hand, but, uh, you know, they respect Jack's abilities enough, uh, which is good. Um, but, yeah, like the entire episode was the chase scene, uh, which was good, but also like, I don't know. It's tough because like it feels like this would be a good part of like a three part movie, like the opening movie of Samurai Jack was yeah. the very first three episodes. Yeah, this is like a good um, middle act kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how I feel about it, where like as a individual episode, like, I don't know, like, I feel like there's there's obviously not a lot that happens. It's just them running and kind of fulfilling this goal of catching him and then kind of foiling Aku's plans at the end of it, which is like all I yeah, it's all really well done. But like it could use a little something more plot wise, um, but that's not what the episode is going for so like i respect what it did but like let it left me not necessarily wanting more but like feeling like this was yeah maybe not in an entire complete story in like (laughs) the way that a lot of other episodes of the show can be yeah no i i know what you're saying i kind of feel the same kind of like not like disappointed but like a little bit like i was expecting something more out of it and it kind of just came and went without really establishing too much and it's really cool. Yeah. Like I it's like you and me have said, like the entire episode is really cool mm. and the, the characters are really cool and I don't know. It's what they have done is very well done. Um, but it could have been better served. I don't know. I don't know if there are any other multi part movie episodes that they do on this television show, but like I feel like this would have been a perfect candidate for something like that. Yeah, if it was like the the lead in to a season finale. And like it right. ends with uh, when they have him captured and Aku shows up and he maybe he's like hand him over and then roll credits. And then we open up on the next episode and it's resolved in the first five minutes and we, we move on. <laughs> and then and then that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, definitely enjoyable. And yeah, I like that they they did sort of take the Samurai Jack take on a chase scene. Yeah, was the whole episode. And it was. Yeah. It was cool. It was well I, done. Yeah. I did have a really good time. It was it was interesting. I liked the characters, um, even though they are the most terrifying things he's seen so far. I think they're right. interesting. Uh, I, I'm interested to see if they end up coming back. I don't know if it's like I, I figure at this point in the show, I've said that a few times. And for the most part, most characters don't. But I, I no. think I remember something from like the final season where they do start bringing back some characters. And I kind of hope yeah. that these would be ones that that could make the cut, because I think if Jack were to team up with them. It could be like a really interesting dynamic. That would be cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember if they show up again in the show. I'm pretty sure I saw a demo of the uh, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time game Mm. that we've talked about a few times, the PS4 game. Uh, And I'm pretty sure there is a sequence where like you are being chased by the Imakandi through a city. Which I think is cool. Yeah. I think it would be fun as a video game. I'm definitely getting more excited to play that game, even though it looks like a crappy cartoon tie-in game. The more of the show I see, the more I'm like, yeah, this would work really well in the game. Like, this would be cool in the game. 
We've got a long way to go, but I feel exactly the same way. Like, I'm very excited to get my hands on that and see, like, what they've done with some of this stuff that, <laughs> like, there are many times during the show where we've been like, that felt like a video game. Yeah, yeah. The rock monster, uh, lava monster, rather, uh, section would probably be cool. Uh, I hope there's a there's section. There's no way that's in the, there's no way that's in the it's game. It's gotta be. I hope there's, there's a section no where you're riding around a giant blue butterfly on your way up to fight a farting dragon. There's no way that's not in the game. <laughs> and if you go right, you get to play Space Ace. Oh, good luck. Um, yeah, good episode. Thumbs up. A little weird, but uh, ultimately, I think we had a good time. Yeah. It was, you know, it got the blood pumping. I think for Something's me, it's gonna, one of those that. ones that's going to probably be like middle of the pack. Uh, yeah, when it comes that's kind of how like I'm sort it out. Yeah. We're kind of approaching it. I think that's episode nine of season two. I believe, um, so. yeah, we we are past the halfway point uh, based on just the way that the episodes are laid out in the DVD menu. <laughs> DVD menu, what year is oh, it? Oh, sorry, branded? sorry, the Blu-ray menu, my my mistake, my mistake. <laughs> of course, I'm not watching it on DVD. What am I, some kind of caveman? <laughs> some kind of time traveler from the year 2001. <laughs> um, okay. That's the end of this episode. Uh, no emails this week. Uh, but if anyone does want to email us uh, at gotarecap at gmail.com is where you can reach us. Uh, we would love it if anyone would uh, email us their thoughts about a uh, past episode of the show or anything they might have seen online Samurai Jack related. Um, anything you've got, send it our way and we will be more than happy to read it on the show. Uh, we love it when people do that. So please do that. Yes, please. Uh, beyond that, uh, you can stay in touch with us uh, on social media at Gottery Cap, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, wherever you are, we are as well. Uh, definitely check in with us there. Uh, that is always a great time. Um, and as we do at the end of each episode, uh, putting out the call for our listeners to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, a big old five-star review on there would be a huge help to us. Uh, we would super appreciate it if you would do that. And it helps, uh, yeah, spread the word about this show that, you know, you've taken the time to listen this far. You know, why not help more people discover it? Yeah, share it with your great. friends. Uh, subscribe if you aren't. That way you get the episodes uh, as soon as they're available. They'll just download automatically. You don't have to worry about it. We would really appreciate we'll it. We'll do the work for you. Yeah. Well, your podcast player will do the work for you and but we'll take credit we'll for pretend it. that this is work. <laughs> right. You and me, yeah, more than willing to uh, toot our own horns, even though, you know, we're just talking into the microphones about a television show that we watched for 22 <laughs> minutes. It's all right. That's what this is all about. <laughs> hey, man, this is hard to do every week. We got to make time for it. <laughs> That's true. We do have to make time to it. Uh, and I don't like talking to you. Yeah, so. it's, it's probably the, the low point of my week. Usually it's a real drag and I <laughs> dread it. And, but, you know, I'm doing it for everyone else. Uh, definitely not doing it for you. Definitely not doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, but I hope everyone enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now that the air is this the fight. The big... Is this the fight that we've been hyping up for so long? <laughs> probably. This is the airing of the grievances. <laughs> Uh, but we've already recorded for so long with that, that we're going to have to wait for next week until we really let all of the dirty laundry hang out. Yeah, that's probably a good call. We got to we got to get this edited tonight. <laughs> uh, all right, Brendan, uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We'll meet you all next week for episode 23. 
the Michael Jordan episode, I believe it is. Uh, Michael B. <laughs> Jordan. All the, uh, he might be in this episode. I don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>